We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back, score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch, or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, December 21st. 2018. I'm Alex Berutha. Next to me is Shannon McEwen. And on the line, as always, is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. You can find this podcast on the Rotowire website, on iTunes, on Stitcher. Is it confirmed that we're on Spotify? Spotify. It is yes. confirmed, brother. Yes. To add that to the rundown. Um, a nice review would be appreciated. Today, we are going to start off with news, but then. Um, we are going to all channel our inner Ken K. Train Kreitz and give individual old man rants, get all the anger out before the holiday yes. season, before we see our families. Cleansing. Cleansing angst. Exactly. Um, but to jump right in, uh, some I mean, pretty significant news. Chris Paul is having an MRI uh, this morning, Friday morning, to examine his hamstring. Uh, he injured it last night, Thursday, in a loss at Miami. He is expected to miss a few games. Um, which he, I mean, he already has the, the Rockets have been kind of dealing with this storyline all season, but Ken, is this why, uh, you were pushing a certain buy low candidate earlier in the year? Yeah. The Eric Gordon, who's been shooting poorly the first third of the season here, but Eric Gordon, you knew was going to get monster minutes with Paul 33 years old. These are the inevitable injuries that Shannon told us Paul would have. And he's right. I think. Gordon's going to go on a hot streak sooner or later. He's a professional scorer. Uh, certainly, if you need points in your league, uh, Gordon's still a great guy to grab. I forgot to look up his ownership. Let's see where we're at here. But uh, he put up he put anyway. up twenty points last night. On he took thirteen three pointers, seventeen shots overall. Got to the free throw line a little bit, even though that's not really his thing. Three assists as well. 
Yeah, most yeah. most of that actually came in the first half, like a lot of it with Paul still in the game too. So that that was that was interesting. But he has Eric Gordon has been much better in the handful of games that Chris Paul has missed this year. Um, so he certainly receives a nice bump here. Maybe who else does? I mean, is Brandon Knight? Is he going to get some minutes? Oh God, he. I mean, I'm I'm afraid that he will. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think he might actually, uh, get some minutes. Um, but other than that, I, I mean, they have like guys like Daniel house and I think it's just going to be a lot of the kind of usual Gerald suspects. Green. They, you know, yeah. Gerald Gordon. Green. Brandon Knight, Brandon Knight did play a season high 18 minutes last night, finished one for five from the floor. All five attempts were three pointers and. He made. He had look, three, he three literally points. Did, did nothing else. Nothing no rebounds. Else, no assists. Else. No steals. No blocks. It did nice turnover each time. We, we called that. Quality. We called that line the Avery Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, kicking my Celtic former Celtic when he's down. Oh, uh, we're we're gonna get to that again later, Ken. Don't worry. Um, but there is more point guard news. Uh, Ken, you're gonna take us to Toronto. Yeah, more bad point guard news. Kyle Lowry expected to miss another two games. He's already missed three uh, due to his left thigh bruise. And Jeff Teague is out for tonight's game again. uh, Left ankle issues there. So, Shannon, I think I know the answer, but why don't you tell the good people which backup you prefer here, D-Rose or Fred Van Fleet? I I mean, if if they're valued the same – Derrick Rose gets gets the edge, but I think I think D Rose is seventy two hundred yeah, on DraftKings that, and Van Vliet fifty five hundred. I actually think they're both overpriced on DraftKings for tonight. That's not to say they aren't in my lineup because they are, uh, but but both are overpriced. I mean seventy two hundred for Derrick Derrick Rose. It's because he's coming off a big forty nine point outing. It would have been nice if he were cheaper. I know he was only sixty seven hundred for that game. Um, which Teague also sat out. So they gave him a nice little bump. I don't like him as much above 7,200, but it's hard to argue with it. I mean, he's averaging over 31 fantasy points per game this season. And with Teague out, he's a good bet to have 40. This brings up another topic. Where do you two stand on the rock and roll bland Greta Van Fleet? I... I, I have I'm no. Speechless. I have no stance. Um, I know no, they exist. It. We talked about musical a bit the last couple weeks. Uh, that's true. The I boy, know they so exist, they are, but they, they are, are very much a Led Zeppelin knockoff band. Yes. The question is, are they derivative? You know, or is it just? A, they're very good at being a knockoff band. They're awesome at it. My son saw them live in Chicago. He's all in. Got the T-shirt and all that. I don't know where I stand in that. It's just so much. It's so much Led Zeppelin, it's kind of crazy over the top. But Led Zeppelin happened a long time ago, Ken. So for, for anyone, <laughs> everyone who didn't li- live back then, like I didn't live back then, Led Zeppelin's before me. And, and Alex yeah, so looks at like me a like I'm a dirtbag yeah. old fart. So <laughs> I like Led Zeppelin. I, Alex I'm just like, saying, Led it's, Zeppelin? It's, Who's okay, Led Zeppelin? it's okay that there's a band that... that emulates Led Zeppelin now because Led Zeppelin was a long time ago. I don't have a take on them. I know what they do. I've heard I've heard clips of their songs, but I've never actually listened to them. Well, I'll put uh, I'll embed their latest video or live or whatever is on the internets with our podcast. People can chime in. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Well, I took this well off the rails there. Uh, Alex, bring us back in. Tell me about someone I can't believe is still healthy for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, Danilo Gallinari had a great game last night against the Mavericks. Uh, Clippers got a four-point victory, kind of came down to the wire. It was a great game. Uh, I watched the first three quarters of it. Um, And, yeah, Gallo with 32 points, six rebounds, four assists. Here comes the roaster. What band was that? Remember that song? Alice in Chains. Come on, man. Oh, there we go. Okay, thank you. That's more. (laughs) Now, if you talk about 90, yeah. (laughs) 90s metal like yeah all right i'm there why is gallinari the rooster does anyone know the the background of that isn't it just the way he looks it's kind of the way that he is he he had the hair yeah the hair chest and the hair yeah yeah um so yeah no he had a game he had a gigantic game and if you rolled with him in dfs you probably you probably cashed um another clipper who i i i believe deserves a match shooting 92 percent Shooting 92% from the charity stripe, by the way. Sorry, go ahead there. No, which is amazing. Um, 
Avery Bradley, who who I mentioned earlier, uh, Avery Bradley's had some pretty, pretty amazing games recently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I agree. This was one of them. He, yeah. <laughs> it, twenty eight minutes. Tw- <laughs> this is like this is almost the norm for him. So twenty eight minutes, two points, one rebound, two assists, uh, one for four, <laughs> minus four. four. <sighs> the, the killer four, too. The no game, steals. That that was his thing. He used to get great steals. Yeah. The the game before that, uh, zero points, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, <laughs> one turnover, zero for four from the floor. This How many minutes? 30, How many minutes? Thirty minutes. It it is, and this isn't the first time. I mean, back on December eleventh, he had a similar similar line in, in twenty two minutes. Uh, he did that on November twenty eighth against Phoenix. So he's doing it against garbage teams as well. You know, say, go back and look at his game long November. There's November and early December, there's a handful of games that are identical to the past two. Is there, like, I b- fully believe that if we put my mom on an NBA court for 28 to 30 minutes, she can do that. She can get more than one rebound in the game. Uh, the, yeah, they, they bounce around. Yeah. Yeah. They bounce the ball. Yeah. I think the worst is, yeah, he's, he's at 20, uh, 25 games a season, he's averaging 0.6 steals. For a guy who is known for his D, that's just terrible. He and made, I've seen your mom on the boards. She's impressive. She owns the block. Yeah, his stat line makes PJ, PJ Tucker's stats look like MVP caliber. <laughs> they like, do. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> Avery Bradley averages 8.8 points per 36 minutes, uh, which is alarming. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess as far as, <laughs> as, as Gallinari is concerned... <laughs> Um, I didn't have much more to add, honestly. He's just, I mean, the free throws are a good point to bring up. I mean, he's an elite free throw guy for fantasy. He gets to the line 5.9 times a game um, and shoots 92% from there. And you, I think a lot of people don't necessarily, I think some people still view him kind of as a stretch four. It's not really what he is at all. He's an actual scorer, gets to the rim, draws fouls, pump fakes, the whole thing. Sneaky player, averaging a uh, tied for his career high, 19.5 points per game. Yeah, it's it's amazing that, in you know his his what like tenth season, age twenty nine years, so, he is yeah, he is yeah. putting together a career best campaign, and he's not even playing like he he routinely played thirty three thirty four minutes per game earlier in his career. He's only he's playing under thirty two minutes per game this year. He's one of those guys like because he started at nineteen, everyone thinks he's like thirty five now and can't possibly play another season. Right, he's right. only twenty. Yeah, he's he just turned thirty. Yeah, he's that, having an amazing season. It, it really. I'm glad it, I had him as the throw-in for our our keeper deal, Alex. We, we all <laughs> missed out. Like we all missed out on this, and and I I get there's injury concerns, and that's why people weren't, weren't drafting him. I mean, the past five years, 59, 53, 63, 21 games played those the past four seasons. So obvious injury concerns. Um, but he always had this in him. So mm-hmm. it's you know on, from that standpoint, it's now that he's healthy. It's not surprising that the production's there, and I actually expect it to continue because I don't see any stats that are like just jumping out at me, like forty-five percent shooting from the floor. Well, here's what's it you is, know what jumps out at me: career high rebounds this season, yes, six per yeah, game. Yeah, but as far as it being fluky, I mean, this is totally sustainable as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, there are a couple guys in the league, like some of the foreign players who come in at age 19 that we kind of just forget. Like Evan Fournier is only 25. Like he's theoretically just entering his prime. Um, certain guys like that. Um, I always expect to see him like re- announce his retirement to go be a chef at some <laughs> French high-end restaurant that serves just fish or something. Right. You know? Yeah, only yeah, just one kind of fish. Right. You get a coffee <laughs> and a cigarette, even though you didn't ask for one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It is black. Here is your black coffee. This it's place cigarettes. sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the cigarettes are hand rolled. Enjoy. <laughs> well, if you didn't draft Danilo Gallinari in your season long league, that's okay because we've partnered up with DraftKings uh, at okay. RotoWire. Uh, you can get six month memberships to RotoWire for free. You just go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings, sign up for a new account. You make a $10 deposit or more. That gives you six months access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com. So not just NBA. Uh, You get DFS lineup optimizers, weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software, a lot more, uh, all for $10, which you can then enter in a contest 
to potentially win more money. So go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. Alex, take us to today's broad topic. Yeah, the broad topic is things we're just angry about uh, relative to just basketball, ah. fantasy basketball. And I was kind of thinking about this last night. We uh, The pod topic, I was watching the Mavericks-Clippers game. And I just can't believe this is, a, this is kind of old news, but I cannot believe that three teams passed on Luka Doncic. The guy won MVP in the second best league in the world as a teenager. So what seems more likely that he'll compete for an MVP in the NBA or not? Also, and he, could, and he can play three positions. So you can't say like, well, we're loaded at point guard or, oh, we got too many small forwards. Right. Play him anywhere. I can I can see some of the reasoning for the Suns and maybe the Kings. But the Atlanta Hawks, I am calling for general manager Travis Schlenk to resign. Uh, Trey Young shot 32% from three and had a 1.3 assist to turnover ratio in conference play in college, otherwise known as games that matter. He shot 26% from three. What during- did he shoot? <laughs> 32% from three in conference play. He shot 26% from three during the final 11 games of the season. Was that not legitimately concerning? It was not a small sample size. He took 108 threes over the final 11 games of the season. Imagine being ah. a general manager and thinking, how do we know Luka Doncic is good if he hasn't played against Duke? You mean the, you mean the end of the, and, and of course the end of the season game is a little more important, right? Yes. For your three to go down terribly. Yeah, First of all, comp- Alex, competition you're too, is much too nice better. a guy. I want to get. I want more anger from Alex. That's that's about as angry as I get. My heart's <laughs> my heart's pounding right now, like 150 beats per minute with coffee. Shannon, how angry does Alex look? He looks very pleasant. He just looks like a pleasant <laughs> person. He's happy. Pleasant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hey, here here's here's my take on this. Um, I agree. There, no team should have passed on him. I still, even even after the Suns announced they're picking Aiton, I still thought they're going to take Doncic because because the coach they hired and because I just believed in Luca that much. I was like, and and the thing is, I don't fault the Suns for taking Aiton. I think Aiton's great. I think he's going to sure. be great. I, I, you know, I posted a stat a couple weeks ago. There, there's only in the past 25 years, only three players have averaged 15, 10, and two and a half assists as a rookie. Aiton's one of those three. It's Tim Duncan, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Aiton. Right. Like he could legitimately be a, a you know perennial All Star MVP candidate All in NBA. a couple of years. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't fault I don't fault the Suns. The Kings, on the other hand, I think it's more it's more erroneous. It's it, it's so absurd that they pick Bagley, and I like Bagley as a player too. But they start they've started Justin Jackson three games this year. I get it. You have some decent yes. players. You, you have Buddy Heald. You know, you have De'Aaron Fox, Bogdanovich, good players. But like Ken said, Luka can play multiple positions. Like, they could have plugged him in anywhere. Yeah. They could have plugged him, him alongside Heald and Fox. And then you have you still have Bogdanovich coming off the bench. And you have Jackson coming off the bench and only playing five minutes a game like he should be. It, it's just <laughs> absurd to me. They already had a long Yield should come off the bench. Yeah, you have more minutes for Harry bench. Giles yeah. then. You can play Doncic at four if you want. He could play four you positions. Could. You could. You could. There's really no excuse. Yeah, but one thing, I, one thing about the Hawks, and I, I understand your take on on Trey Turner, um, or Trey Turner, Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> different sport, different sport. Trey Young. Um, I am. I'm actually still a believer in Trey Young. Sure. And I, I do want to see what the Hawks get. They got a first round pick back, so I want to see who they pick because next year's draft class. Probably not as loaded as 2018, but it's still going to be really damn good. So I want to see who the Hawks get with that first round pick from Mavericks next year, or it's possible they can package their pick and and the Mavericks pick and move up and get a top two or three pick if that's what they need to do. If I'm assuming they they might already have a top two or three pick with, with their own, um, but the Hawks could do a lot of damage and end up end up being you know two or three pieces that are actually coming in via that trade for Luca. 
I'm really glad, Alex, you pointed out the assist to turnover ratio that he young had in college, because that's what scares me. I, I I just feel like top NBA teams can't have sloppy point guards that turn it over a lot. Yeah, I mean he's been he's he hasn't been as bad like as I mean he has a one point eight assist to turnover ratio right now as a nineteen year old in the NBA. I get that. I'm sure that will improve. But just when you're labeled a three-point shooter, first and foremost, and you're shooting 25% from three, it's really concerning. And like there are some guys who bounce back. Like Kemba Walker only shot 30%, 31% from three during his rookie year, but he wasn't labeled as like some exclusive three-point shooter, and it's five percentage points higher. Um, so, there are, yeah, there are still positives about Trey Young. He gets to the free-throw line more than I expected him to um hopefully that can improve but just the idea my i guess my hottest take is that trey Young's ceiling is as good as luka Doncic is right now i don't mm. i don't agree i i don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that um, yeah that's extreme because i mean you can you can cherry pick stats from from trey young's college season i could say hey he led the he led the nation in scoring and assists like the only player to ever do that but he beat up on the bat. Right. He just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I understand why people would be hypnotized by some of the stats. Sure. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, or you can you can pick some stats from from conference play, which I'll admit are more important. And the flags are there, the red flags are there. So, so I get it. I, and I just wouldn't give up on Trey Young. This doesn't mean that if you're a Trey Young owner in a dynasty, you should give up on him. I think he still has the upside, the ceiling to lead the league and assist. Um, granted, I'll come with turnovers, but you shouldn't be playing in a turnover league anyways. <laughs> oh, now here we go. Maybe that's my rant. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to turn this as much into a Trey Young hate uh, podcast. It, it just inevitably turns that way when you start talking about Luka Doncic and whether the Hawks should have drafted him. I, I love Luka and every – like. Even the past week, the past four, five, six games, he's been better than he has right. been at any point up to that. Well, and, you know what, and, though? The way to avoid the hating young is your other point, Alex. It's the Kings, or maybe that was Shannon's point. It's the Kings that really screwed up here. Right. I In believe so, opinion. yes. Um, that's that's enough airtime for me on that. Um, I have to go back to just my young, calm self. Um <laughs> But Ken, uh, you have you just have a lot of just years of uh, frustration that you need to get out. Um, so I'll let you I'll let you take the floor. Uh, as Shannon likes to point out, I'm recycling content from uh, my rebound and rant this week, which was the anger edition. Um, I can't decide which time. I'm, gonna, I'm angry at my the, the terrible return on all my Draymond Green investments. I have a lot of shares of Draymond after he got me a trophy in my grad school league last year. He's missed 14 games. He's got an ugly relationship with the team star, Kevin Durant. For 18 games he's played, he's produced an embarrassing six and a half points per game. He's at a five-year low in blocks at only 0.8 blocks a game. He's shooting 41% from the field, which is god-awful for a power forward. And now DeMarcus Cousins is coming back in a week or two. Ah, my green investments are terrible, and they have me angry. Yeah, no, green green should have you angry. Here's here's a little secret about Draymond Green. He is a worse three-point shooter than yeah. Trey Young and, and many other players in the NBA. Uh, he's 19% from three-point this year. Uh, he was horrible. Look at him up. Yeah, he was horrible the two years before that, 30% each of the two years before that. Um, his Kind of his breakout year. Um, when he went 14, nine and a half, seven and a half back in, in 2015, 2016, um, is the one year where he shot well from downtown. But he's been mostly bad from downtown, and, and as a result, bad, bad from the floor. I, I don't, I. He's gonna always be unique and give you defensive stats, um, give you assists from power forward center position. But I am worried about his production see, seeing a little bit of a dip when Cousins returns. Yeah, um, and he's a guy, too, where he went through four years at Michigan State. So it kind of feels like he just like, just became a player, like, ju- and he's 28 right now. Yeah, he's, he's like only a year younger than, than Gallinari, 
who's been in the league forever. Right. He's going to, he's turning 29. Draymond is this season. By the time his contract is up. Yeah. He's going to be 31 uh, or 30. I should say it's just, I don't know what the Warriors do. I feel like he's going to almost demand a max deal. Um, I think they let him walk. Why not let him walk? I mean, I've, I, they should. I would be talking with Kevin Durant heavily and being saying, Hey, if we can if we can get rid of Draymond, you wanna, yeah. you wanna stay here? Yeah. We'll we'll take <laughs> exactly. you instead. We'll kick Draymond to Charlotte or wherever he ends up. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Charlotte would be a good Charlotte and <laughs> Draymond and Kemba just uh yeah. just hoisting terrible threes. <laughs> Forty five wins every year. So Ken, Ken and I both have multiple things that we want to grievance that we want to air. So yeah, I, I'm going to go on to my first one, and, and I'll actually put two together because these are pretty much the same thing. I, sure. I am angry about D'Angelo Russell's and, and Miles Miles Turner's playing time. Both players are highly touted, you know, great pedigree, expected breakouts that have long been wished and never really came to fruition. This season, Miles, Miles Turner is averaging under 28 minutes per game, and D'Angelo Russell is averaging about 29 minutes per game. I'm For, for Russell, this is a hill I, I about three years ago. I, I staked my claim and decided I was going to die on this hill. I, I, think, still, I think you died on it. You're actually a ghost haunting no, the hill now. No, here's the thing. It, he, he, he quietly... D'Angelo Russell has quietly broken out this year. It has happened. He is averaging 18 points, 3.8 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 1.2 steals, and how many threes? 2.5. 2.5 three-pointers per game. And how many turnovers? It doesn't It doesn't matter. Turnover, 2.8. Yeah, 2. but it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter. Uh, turnovers it are doesn't. not a legit category in, in standard fantasy leagues. Come on. Anyways, D'Angelo Russell is a top 50 fantasy player finally. My issue with D'Angelo Russell and with the Nets is the fact that he's only playing 29 minutes per game. Imagine if he actually played 32, 33, 34 minutes per game. What his stats would look like. He would be a top 30 fantasy player right now instead of 45 on Yahoo. I get it. Is it Dinwiddie's is, is that been good. They like Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah they like Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's been good. But it's it's kind of like it, it, when you watch, you know, I, I routinely go with Russell and DFS because I love that he has 50-point upside on any given night. But it can be hit or miss because he'll go out there and put up plenty of stinkers. And it, it kind of does go with depending on the flow of the game. If Dinwiddie takes over, that'll be a night when Russell only plays 22 minutes. I just don't understand why they don't play those two more together. Because I do feel like they complement each other well. They can take turns handling the ball and distributing. You're going to eat into Joe Harris's minutes? Hell yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was sarcasm, by the way. That oh. was sarcasm. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell would be a top 30 fantasy player if he were playing 32 minutes per game this year. And, well, you know, with, have, have, has Russell's minutes gone up a hair with uh, Lavert out? A hair? I mean, he only averaged he averaged under 26 minutes per game last year. Um and so it's up. It's up about three and a half minutes this season. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I meant more right. recently. Right. Like, you know, no, no, not really. I mean, he still has games. He had three straight games where he played under 30 minutes um, just last week. <laughs> so no, no, it's it's been it's been about the same. Okay. Yeah, I just I, there's not a lot. I you can't point to a ton in D'Angelo Russell's game and say it's gotten like way better recently. Like. Not way better. I mean, his assist to turnover ratio is a little bit better. Yeah, he takes more shots. He's always going to be a 75% free throw shooter. Um, He had one bad year. So he had one bad year at the three-point line two years ago, which makes it seem like he improved this year, but he really didn't. He just had one bad year. He's, he's shooting He's shooting career high, career high three-point percentage, career high field goal percentage. I know it's marginal gains. Career but high about 1%. It doesn't matter. They're, he's doing better than he's ever done. And 18, 4, and 6 is damn good, especially when you talk about 3.7 steals and three-pointers combined as well. That's a good – he's ranked top 50 in eight-category leagues. He has broke out. He was he, His preseason rank was like 80 or 90 on most sites. Like, there's no, there's no argument. You can't tell me he hasn't broke out. I am finally right. D'Angelo Russell is a top 50 <laughs> fantasy player. <laughs> Let me see where he's at in my turnover league. 
That, I'm, I'm, I'm also interested in that. But um, yeah, I mean, 69 season average uh, in my turnover league, Yahoo League. My yeah, my main concern is that he's always going to be a better fantasy player than real life player, and that he'll never get those get those minutes that would help him vault into that you know the more relevance that we're talking about this is a contract year for him i don't know where he's going nobody knows where he's going how much money is he getting oh god i hope he goes to the pistons that i my life will be complete wow for, all right, now I'm he's better than Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, he's better than Reggie Jackson. The Magic maybe just give him a max contract, call it a day. Uh, is Jackson's contract up at the end of this year, Shannon? I think it's a year after. I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm just thinking to fit Russell would be a lot easier if they could finally wash their hands clean of that Jackson contract. It's not ideal. Um, I'm going to try to find it quick. Do you, uh, while, I'm, while I'm looking for this quick, uh ken what is your what are you what are you angry about well first i just want to point out i think it's alex is so pleasant that he still happily jumps into our old man rants with like other like happy insights when he you know we're just like i don't care about logic i'm angry damn you and you're like well here's an an insight Ah! (laughs) (laughs) i'm like this is like shannon and skip and i'm just like that that moderator Right, the nice person in the middle. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just like, well, what do you think, Shannon? I'm not even, of those two, I'm not even sure who I want to be, Skip or Shannon. I don't care, really care for either of those guys. All right, anyway. Um, here's the other thing that's got me angry. Harden's ridiculous calls that he gets from the refs all the time, and yet they let him get away with all his absurd travels. Thank God ESPN called him on that double step back <laughs> that the NBA ref account had to actually apologize about online. Also, in the rebound ran, if you want to see the video, he did a two step back on Rubio and they didn't call the travel at all. It was, it was utterly absurd. He went from like am- the entire right side of the zone to the left side of the, uh, of the offensive It was uh, amazing. Half. It was amazing. I'm convinced that he's like the David Blaine of the NBA. <laughs> he's just a magician. He's a magician. He, he, he has parlor tricks and, and he trick. The refs just don't see it. He, he teleported, yeah, yeah. essentially. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I just, I just would. And I hate the dribbling. I just hate the seven hours of dribbling before he does his little. I'm going to get a draw a foul. I just hate watching it. Whether it's a foul or not, I don't even care anymore. I just hate watching it. It's just ah, it's garbage to watch. And now Paul's out, and I think he's going to dribble even more. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. He's going to average (laughs) thirty-eight, ten, and (laughs) ten. Uh, but it's you know they talk about league pass teams the rockets to me are becoming one of the anti-league pass games like i can't watch that shit i saw a stat i saw a stat the other day and it's like it's got all the big big name nba guys you know lebron michael jordan uh kevin durant whoever else um and it showed their field goal their their field goal makes um and free throw makes for their career and every single one had like a thousand more field goals made than free right, throws yes. made, except yes. for Harden. Harden actually has more free <laughs> throws made than, than field goals made. I just thought that was beautiful. It's the David Blaine. You're right. He's got some mind trick thing over the refs. He just owns the refs. It's like he's, he has pictures of them with donkeys or something. He's also really, 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 really damn good. Yeah. I mean, I think drawing fouls is a skill. It doesn't mean that it's fun to watch or that we should like – you know that we have to pretend like it's he's an artist like, yeah he's an artist um i appreciate artist it. <laughs> he's like an abstract artist where you're like yes. i get this guy's famous like it's just a you know a, a right. gray box on a wall and you're like i suppose i, I respect this um <laughs> he's the pollock of the end not my thing yeah um you so shannon you're i was surprised to see this name on our rundown you have a you have issues with kevin love i do i do i have issues with kevin love but not it's actually not with him it's with me uh, okay <laughs> i felt did not text you back i felt i fault myself all right i went all in on kevin love this year as the the cleveland Cavs centerpiece I thought he was going to not not be ninety. I thought he was going to be about ninety percent of what he was during his heyday in Minnesota, um, and I still think he could get there. But it's just it's totally tanked like three or four of my my top leagues because I have Kevin Love, 
Um, one or two of them, it's going to be good when I get them back. The other ones, I'm done for. It's not, it doesn't even matter. I'm still going to finish near the bottom of the league when he returns. Take out some but, loans. So, Kevin Love, I don't. it's not hate on you. It's hate on me. I shouldn't have went all in. I believe too much. I don't know how much I have to add to that. I mean, I think, I think like, just in general, like, yeah, Kevin Love thinking that he might be like 80 to 90% of Minnesota Kevin Love, I think was reasonable because, you know, the team is not good at all. And so, and neither were those Minnesota teams yeah. when he put up all the stats and you figure like, you know, that's, that's why they inked him to the extension was, well, at least we have Kevin Love to bring the fans in. I didn't factor in, I didn't factor in the injuries, you know, I, I mean, you look at the past two seasons, 69, 60 and 59 games played. I assumed, you know, 10 of those games were just the Cavs being cautious because they had enough firepower. They didn't need them there. They could, they could sit them out for a little bit longer. So I, I wasn't too worried about the injuries, but you know, it turns out the Cavs are like beyond horrible and they're probably being a little bit cautious, bringing them back now. So hopefully he comes back in mid January and he plays strong. I, I, I agree. I don't think eight, expecting 80 or 90% of the, the return to the Minnesota levels was unreasonable. I remember when we got our first set of projections in, the very first thing I did is I, I went to our NBA crew and I said, we need to bump up Kevin Love. There's no way. We basically we had him very similar to what he did the past two years in Cleveland. And I'm like, there's no way. He's going to be better. He's going to carry the load for that team. Hopefully he returns and actually does that. I think it's possible, but Ken, uh, you are angry at Phoenix. What the hell is Phoenix doing, gentlemen? They should not be allowed to make any transactions unless it involves them actually improving at the point guard position. Their point guards are garbage, and yet they just traded uh, a small forward for another small forward and a combo guard that I thought, well, he's not ideal, but he's better than their other point guard options, and then they cut the point guard. The combo guard, meaning uh, Austin Rivers, whose stock I don't think could plummet any further uh, than when you're dumped by the Suns. But I, I just don't. Kelly Oubre for Ariza. Okay, yeah, Oubre's younger. You get another year of contract control because he'll be restricted free agent for you uh, next year for the Suns. But they're, but they've got all these mediocre talents at the small forward spot. They're not going to develop any of them. They still have a giant gaping hole at point guard. And the owner is a complete ass threatening to move the team. Uh, I love how he was called out by that nice woman, Greta Rogers, uh, at the uh, Phoenix Council meeting. And then had to you know back up and apologize on video. Though he never really did say he was sorry. He just said, oh, no, I'm not moving the Suns, even though he threatened to if Phoenix doesn't pony up a crazy amount of cash to redo his arena when he puts nothing but a garbage product on the floor for the Suns. I just hate this. I just hate the Suns. I hate Sarver, the owner. You know how many years it's been since Sarver's got to the playoffs? 11. Eight. Eight. It'll be nine. Nine when he doesn't make it this year. He inherited a decent team that made it for two or three years in a row, and then they've been garbage ever since. It's been the results of his effort. Just hate Phoenix. I just hate Phoenix. They're terrible. They do need to trade for a point guard, but I I will fully admit I like the Ubre trade. I don't I think I think Ariza is vastly overrated. I think he's an old fart who's not nearly as good as he used to be. Uh he's a perfect fit for a team like like the Rockets, you know, assuming Chris Paul's healthy. But I I would rather have Ubre if I'm the Suns than Ariza. And I think Ubre's still you know, he's going to be a restricted free agent after the year. So there is the option. You can keep him so he can be controllable beyond that. He's young. He's got upside. He's only 23. You know, if you look at PER and some of the advanced stats, it shows that Ubre is better than Ariza already. Like it's, it's, and he was basically last year too. There were even players and Ubre's better this year and Ubre's 10 years younger. Ariza is overrated. This was a good trade. They could always move Ubre or move someone else, you know, maybe trade TJ Warren and whoever the hell else they have on their roster to free up more minutes for Ubre. But I like Ubre. Uh, I'm, Are they I'm, giving up on Michael Bridges? Uh, they presumably have given up on Josh Jackson. They definitely have given up on Dragon Bender. But no, I mean, they haven't. Bridges given up is twenty two. They haven't given up on Jackson or Bridges. But you could play. You can have multiple guys. 
I mean, Jackson can be the two or the three. Bridges can play the three or a small ball four. Oubre is more of a three, in my opinion. But there's there's room for all of those guys to fit on a roster. Now, when you add when you add folks like T.J. Warren, then it gets a lot more a lot more crowded. But no, I, I think Oubre is a good guy to take a risk on. I mean, similar to the like when they added Alfred Payton last year. You, you add him, you take the risk. If it doesn't, if he ends up not being a long term fit, that's fine. I mean, I agree. In a bubble, if you take out how badly Phoenix is run, I agree with an Ariza for Ubre trade. But then when you add in their screwed up roster and how they haven't been able to really develop any of the threes, any of the wings that they have, you, I feel like all they've done is add another wing they're not going to develop. Do you know that Phoenix has won four games in a row and they just beat your I Celtics know, in Celtic Boston game. with Ubre oh, carrying the load? So are we going to wager who has a better season, Celtics or Suns, this year? Is this, is this what you're, you're nudging me towards? Dinner, steak dinner on that? What do we want? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm angry. That's fine. Well, they they need a point guard. They Should still need Phoenix point guard. pony up for a new stadium? Should Phoenix turn off their education system, close libraries, stop fixing the roads? No, give no, city, no city should ever pony up for a new stadium. Yeah, these are profitable organizations. Uh, do you guys want to poke fun at Austin Rivers for a moment? Let's do it. I mean, the, the Suns had no point guards. Rivers did have four assists a game last year with the Clippers. He was playing for dad. But, man, when you get thrown into that trade to a team with no point guard, and they say, no, we're just going to dump Rivers afterwards. And then Memphis, like, oh, well, Memphis, like, we need some bench help. We'll take him. And then they're like, eh, second thought, no, no thanks. He's like, not very what good. Did he, no. What did he do, though, that Memphis changed their mind, do you think? They just looked at his stats? Oh, geez. Bailed? Did he want extra money? Did he want a second year, you think? I mean, Rivers has – he's he can't. He's not negotiating for a position of strength or anything. No, no. And I don't – honestly, if I'm Phoenix, I think they, them cutting him was the right move. You should give those minutes to Melton, Josh Jackson, other players – uh, that are already on your roster. There's no reason to bring in Rivers and and have him play a combo guard role off the bench or take a starting role from Melton. I, I think it was the right move uh, for the Suns. R- Rivers garbage, man. We've known this forever. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a a point guard. He's more of a combo guy. And while he can, you can kind of if you're an analytics guy. You know, you can kind of love the fact that he's completely abandoned the mid-range game, and he's like he refuses to take any mid-range shots. He only takes three-pointers and at-the-rim shots, which is cool. It's fun. It's nice to hear an NBA guy actually embrace that. Um, but, but he's just not good, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I will say it. You've got a DFS. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, he he says he's only taking yeah shots in the lane and threes, but he's getting to the free throw line less than ever before. So and shooting worse from three than ever before. So I'm not really sure how this is helping at all. Right. Um, <laughs> that that was that was my only point. Um, hey, you know what those are? Analytics. Those are. Nice those are numbers. The, the the final thing, the final thing I'm angry about um, are percentages. You know, field goal yeah, and go. free throw percentage oh. as a category. That's your in DFS bias. And I listen. I will admit this is mainly due to my own inefficiency in drafting <laughs> rotisserie league. Yes, as, as a fantasy player, my own. No, I, and, I bet as an actual player and an actual player. Yes. The... <laughs> I went. I went an entire. This was back when I actually used to go to the rack, which I, you know, we're talking about six, seven years ago. But I went an entire rec, Madison rec league season without missing a free throw, and I'm not talking about eight attempts. I mean, I took a good thirty attempts that year. So I don't want right. to hear inefficiencies, Ken. I am money from the stripe. <laughs> True shooting percentage. Money from the, the stripe. Like at least sixty-five. Do I shoot twenty percent from everywhere else? <laughs> yes, but money from the stripe. All right, so. No, my my own inefficiencies <laughs> as a fantasy player manager I, yeah. percentages are always tough for me to gauge. Um, you know, when you draft guys like Trey Young, uh, that usually doesn't help. Um, so I would <laughs> like to see, and I admittedly I play a lot of DFS, so so maybe it's because of that. But I think like turnovers, we should do away with percentages. You don't play in a fantasy football league that has completion percentage as one of the categories. No. So why would we have these completion percentages 
in, in basketball. Like, get away. We don't need those. Just do the counting stats. Those are the only things that matter anyways. Actually, now you got me started to think maybe we should add uh, pass completion percentage to fantasy football. I have I have mixed feelings about this <laughs> because it's taking away percentages and turnovers to me feels like we're getting rid of penalties for sacks and interceptions in football or not sacks fumbles fumbles and yeah. interceptions. It's an indicator of like how we're just rewarding we're rewarding really bad players but they're on such terrible teams that their stats are inflated again like you know like d'angelo russell the best players in the nba always lead the league in a sit or lead the league in turnovers um that's that's not always the case with with percentages uh you know you'll have a guy like jose calderon lead the league in in free throw percentage but the volume's so low that it doesn't really impact your fantasy team. 19 of 20 <sighs> He does a very rec, rec league like Shannon, nineteen of twenty from the free throw line. Um, yeah, I, I just don't I don't like percentages because I suck at them. <laughs> Suddenly, this is this whole old man rant uh, uh, has that, just turned into us admitting our own faults. Yes, I this hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> This is where, <laughs> let's, talk, let's move on to DFS. This is where all the, <laughs> yes, where we can we can uh, hopefully change our fortunes for the better. Right. <laughs> um, Shannon, do you want to, after admitting that you suck at fantasy basketball, do you want to kick us off with some advice? Yeah. So here, here's a very inefficient player who I love for DFS tonight. Marcus Smart, your boy, Ken. Your boy. Ah, yes. Your boy is awesome. Your boy Mr. has Tommy Point. He he's been on fire. Um, you know, ever since the Celtics changed up their starting lineup and moved Gordo, Gordo to the to the bench, uh, Marcus Smart's really turned it up. Over three of the past four games, he has thirty two or more fantasy points. Um, he's still only forty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings. It doesn't matter if he goes four for twelve for you in, in, on DFS. The is so awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. The the, the reason. Marcus Smart is the one guy who will always get a contract, even if he shoots twenty percent from three, because the defense is just so, game changing defense, especially in the fourth quarter. It's just awesome to watch. He's and, aver- and guarding guys one to four. Yeah, oh, he, it's great. He's averaging almost four steals per game over his past like six, seven games. Um, it's like it's like three point seven steals per game. He, so he's that's like why, a I mean, league pass defender. Like, oh, I gotta watch this. I don't watch smart guard somebody. It's awesome. He really is. He he's good. He's good on that end of the court, and it has been a boon to his fantasy value this year. Um, so I like him at forty nine hundred tonight. Go roll. Mention your other Celtic who's on my list too. Go yeah, ahead. The other Celtic is Robert Williams. We've got uh, Aaron Baines, the Time Lord. Yeah, That's his new nickname. The Time. He keeps missing practices well he missed the plane and he missed his first press conference <laughs> so they're joking nickname for him is time lord scalabrini gave it to him it's hysterical and then Ainge said i don't like it it should be lob williams and then a rolex like a boston rolex a smaller affiliate offered to give him a a, a sponsorship and he's like yeah i'm gonna go with time lord <laughs> <laughs> um so robert williams we've got we've got al horford's already been rolled out aaron baines is out for the next baines four out. Four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Um, so you, you've got who do you have left in uh, Morris? Ga- Morris game time decision. Too. Morris game time decision. So we have we have Tice mm-hmm. and Robert Williams. Those are the only two centers left on the roster. Oh, oh and Gabo Yabaselli. Yeah, I can't say his name though, so we're not going there. <laughs> All right. So we have we have Williams. Williams coming off a a pretty big outing. We, we, the the game that Horford was out, uh, Baines got hurt. Robert Williams under playing twenty four minutes. Five blocks. Five, five blocks. blocks. He is he is he one goes of, for every block. He sells out completely for the blocks. And I think the coaching staff actually has must have told him to do that because he he just all in on the blocks, which is he, great for him. He is one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. Um he's a rookie, yeah. if anyone in case you didn't know. Um but he is one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, and that's why one of our writers, I think it was uh Reekling, said he actually had Williams down as like the fourth best rookie from this class fantasy from a fantasy standpoint in three years. Like he's super high on Williams. Um, and it's, he's, he's a, it's his negative because, is he's a head case. He's yeah, or he's yeah, very he's immature. Absolutely. And he needs case. to go to a veteran team where they're constantly taking him under his wing, under their wing and saying, dude, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. He's in the right spot. 
Yes, yeah. I mean, hopefully he doesn't turn into the next Anthony Randolph, Andre Blotch type of player and, and keeps his head together. He he has super superb upside in the defensive side, and that's what I – I mean, if he plays 25, 26 minutes tonight, I expect 30 fantasy points, and he's only $3,800 on, on DraftKings tonight. Yeah, and Kyrie's already said he loves throwing them lobs, which uh, are very fun to watch. Uh, so a lot of high-percentage dunks. And, you know, this team had terrible rim protection last year. So that was one of their biggest glaring weaknesses, and he fills that role. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Robert Williams was considered like a lottery talent, essentially, and he dropped for for other reasons. Quote, unquote, character issues. Yeah. yeah, I mean, essentially. Yeah, people, I mean, he's a he's an elite NBA athlete already. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was basically the upside was great. It was just a worry about, I mean, the fact that he missed, you know, the first two practices or first practice <laughs> and then the it kind of speaks to the the whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who averaged – I mean, he he totaled 80 blocks in 30 games last year at Texas A&M, um, 63% from the field. I mean, the guy's the guy's a monster. So um, they also had a very weird lineup at Texas A&M. I forget the other player, but it was basically a two center offense, which made no sense. And no one plays anymore uh, since the Rockets with the Twin Towers. Um so his stats were suppressed, believe it or not, yeah, in college. This, this guy is essentially Mo Bamba without the top five pick hype. Sure, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah he gets by more with the athleticism than like the just pure length okay. of Mo Bamba. I would say. Um, true. I have two. Just all right, Alex. Give us give us your uh, your DFS picks, your DraftKings picks. Sir. Yeah, just two very like quick off the top surface guys that you can throw. Like if you're trying to build a balanced DraftKings lineup. Um, for like GPPs or something, these can be you know some of your two top guys. Chris Dunn at seventy three hundred against Orlando. We know Zach Levine's out. Uh, Dunn's coming off a forty one fantasy point uh, game against Brooklyn. I mean, we know Dunn. He's got great steal upside. He can get hot from three every once in a while. He's a little inconsistent, but that that'll drive his price down. Um, looks like he's fully healthy, so that's encouraging. And then just John Collins at seventy eight hundred. Um, against Brooklyn, we know Brooklyn has no front line um, other than Jared Allen, but just teams continue to rack up fantasy points against Brooklyn. Um, Collins has six games out of the 15 he's played with 40-plus DraftKings points, and yet he's under 8,000. I don't know what it's going to take for him to actually cross this threshold. It shocks me. It's both, I mean, as many – on every site that I look at, I feel like he – He's underpriced um, just based on his upside. He hasn't even really started blocking shots in a, at an elite clip, which he was supposed to do. It's just I think there's way more to come together for Collins, and I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep plugging away. I like both those picks. Um, I'm going to go with a name that you haven't heard me say positive things about ever on this podcast ever. But 6,800 for Lonzo Ball is just too irresistible. At home against the Pelicans, facing a Pelicans team that gives up the most fantasy points per game to point guards. Over-under of that game is 234. And uh, Ball's averaged 38 fantasy points over the last 10 games. So the price to me is low enough now. The ball bashing, which we all enjoy, myself included, has helped drive down the price. And uh, it looks like a, a safe play. I have to uh, weigh in on your ball pick. Um, with Rondo and Ingram both returning to practice yesterday, and I would consider both of them probable to play tonight. I think Ball um, holds on to his starting gig for the rest of the season. I don't think Rondo factors into that again. But Rondo's still going to get minutes, and Ingram's obviously going to get minutes too. I I love Ball. He's been awesome the last the last four four games or whatever it may be. But for tonight, I do worry that he's going to play five less minutes and just have the ball in his hands a little bit less due to the return of Ingram and Rondo. Mm, good catch. I did not see the. I did not. Real, I did not see the return news. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, my other pick would be uh, Brooke Lopez for the same reasons of Rob Williams. Uh, just real lack of depth of bigs for Boston. Lopez is only forty six hundred. Uh, he's going to score threes, not your traditional big man stats. So uh, I mentioned Lopez tonight. Right. And Lopez is a guy who's gotten at least one block uh, in his past 13 games. 
Um, you, you kind of live and die by the three with him, which can be good for those. I mean, when you're talking guys who are legitimate starters, play a lot of minutes, and are low price, um, guys who are just the high variability with threes and blocks, um, you know, he's not much of a rebounder. It's just you, you really can't – if you were if you plugged Brooke Lopez in your lineup every single day for the whole year, um, you'd probably be doing all right uh, as far as you have high roster flexibility, the whole thing. Um, so I, I can definitely get behind the Lopez pick. Um, we have – so we all kind of did our, our own heated rants earlier, but Ken still has his formal old man rant, <laughs> uh, which – kind of goes which beyond shannon basketball which yeah, shannon, shannon suggested, suggested yeah yeah so uh hey goofy nba stars stop pranking the press about science science is science and deserves your respect really Kyrie? the earth is flat really really steph we didn't walk on the moon imagine spending your entire career as a nasa scientist busting your ass proving new amazing scientific facts putting your life at risk in some cases but two famous athletic bozos just publicly diss your entire life's work for a fun presser. Rise up, science nerds. You deserve better. There has never been a moment in global history when we needed science more than we do right now. Space travel, real. Global warming, real. The need for vaccinations, real. Normally I support kids expressing their beliefs, but do not question science. Shannon, help me out here. All right. Yeah, I'll go one further. I, I don't think that these guys were even pranking the press. I think that's what they said, you know, to, to that's what they said after the fact, after there was some uproar about it. These guys, honestly, I, I believe that Kyrie believed the world was flat. I believe that Steph, or at least he totally was questioning whether or not it was flat. And Steph, the same thing with the moon landing. It's not hard to find some of, the, some of these crazy conspiracies if you go on Twitter and what people believe in. People believe there are lizard people running the government. You know, people believe <laughs> there are that that there are <laughs> that that people who who run the government or have controlled our government for the past 20, 30 years actually sacrifice and murder children and do other horrible things to them. So so there's a lot of crazy people in the world. I would like to think people who are as educated as Kyrie Irving, who when you listen to him talk, he's obviously smart. Steph Curry, same thing. They should know better. They should know better. Please, just do your damn homework. You know who is smart? Trey Turner, who was a mispronounced name from our podcast today. You said Trey <laughs> Turner instead of Trey Young. Uh, Trey Turner... Uh, led the MLB in games, played all of them, played appearances at bats and steals. Yes. No, he's a damn good nice. fantasy player. Good. Great fantasy baseball player. I want to back up a little, gentlemen. I want to back up That's a little. That's fine. Just want to point out in the three expert leagues that the three of us are in, that of the three of us, I'm in first now in all three. So I know I sound stupid on the pod often, but uh, at least I'm having a good season. You're in first, yeah. You're in first amongst the three of us. So the three right, of us yes. are, yeah. You in know, if we, if we were the three bottom teams in the, each of the leagues, it wouldn't be that impressive. Um, <laughs> but I, those are the I just three. Passed Alex in uh, NFBKC. Passed Alex. We have a wager on that. I think. Yeah, we do. We do. Now these are uh, the these are three of the four leagues that I own. Kevin Love, mm. as I mentioned. So <laughs> yeah. yes. Mm. not ideal um i think that's going to wrap it up for us um now that we we got everything out of our system uh we we don't we don't have to yell at our families during the holiday time about fantasy basketball um alex especially. i have a tip i have a tip for anyone frustrated with the family visits for the holidays sure i do this so it works out very well pour yourself uh your favorite bourbon a, ser a nice serving in a nice glass with a big ice cube and uh, go down and sit behind your furnace in the basement. No one goes down there. You get like a little 20 minutes of alone time. Mm. Just you, the furnace, and some bourbon. And the thoughts of D'Angelo Russell's untapped potential. Um, <laughs> so thank you for joining us uh, on, on the Road to Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. <laughs> Presented by DraftKings. Uh, 
can take us out of here. <laughs> I almost don't want to read this quote because I really would like to end on that. That was perfect, Alex. Perfect. Uh, but whatever. I wrote it down. We'll use it here. For today's quote, we're going to go to Philadelphia where last year Joel Embiid said when asked about his health last season, he said, uh, I think I'm at 81 percent. Uh, that was after Jalen Rose had said it was unprofessional of Embiid to say his conditioning was at 69%. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.